The Chicago Blackhawks are back in action tonight, taking on the San Jose Sharks at the United Center, looking to put an end to their current eight-game losing skid. But more importantly, Hall of Fame broadcaster Pat Foley will be calling his final game up in the booth alongside Eddie Olchek. And then yesterday, forward Reese Johnson inked a two-year contract extension through the 2023-2024 season. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, April 14th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And you can also go and leave me a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then definitely be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each episode moving forward on the Lockdown Podcast Network is going to be having a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so already, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate all the support. I just got over the 100 subscriber mark and I'm really trying to boost those numbers up. So if you haven't done so already, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Go and smash the like button for me as well. And comment down below what your favorite Pat Foley call of all time is. And also, go and turn on those push notifications so you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. First, I, I wanted to apologize real quick for getting the episode out a little bit later in the afternoon today. I actually uh, have been getting some work done on my deck in the backyard. There's been, you know, they've been drilling, they've been sawing uh, wood in half, replacing some of the pieces and whatnot. So it's been a little noisy in my backyard. I really wasn't able to record until this point. But honestly, it kind of worked out because Blackhawks just wrapped up their morning skates. So now at least we got a better idea of who is going to be in net for the Blackhawks tonight and what their lineup is going to look like for this game against the San Jose Sharks. Um, obviously, this is go- the Hawks are looking to snap their current eight-game losing skid when they take on San Jose at the United Center tonight. By the way, that eight-game losing skid is the second longest of the Blackhawk- for the Blackhawks this season. The only time they had a worse losing skid uh, was the opening nine games of the season. So uh, don't, don't even want to think about how bad of a run that was. All us Blackhawks fans were super excited, hoping that the team was going to be able to make a push for the postseason. 
And what do they do? They come out and drop their first nine games to open up the year. So this is the second longest losing skid for the Blackhawks this season. Uh, and based on what we've seen out of this team in the last four or five games, really, and each of the four games during this current five-game homestand, uh, I'm not so sure that it's going to be ending anytime soon here because the effort level has just been atrocious here recently. Uh, it just doesn't seem like the Hawks really care all that much about these final games of the season. They know their fate already. They're not going to be making the playoffs. Uh, but hopefully they'll at least be able to uh, put together a solid effort tonight for the Hall of Famer Pat Foley. Although I'm uh, not too confident in that because uh, for Jonathan Taze's downs of the game, they lost to Arizona. And then for Marion Hosa's uh, retirement ceremony, they lost two to nothing to the Seattle Kraken. So uh, they haven't been uh, living up to that, that part when they've had some legends being honored in the building so far. Uh, but getting into a quick preview of this one, I'm not going to spend too much time previewing this matchup with, you know, the Blackhawks being on this horrible losing streak, San Jose also is uh, well out of reach for a playoff position at this point. Uh, but real quick, this is going to be the second of three meetings between these two teams this season. The first meeting, uh, or actually, th this is going, the Blackhawks are going to play the Sharks once again in nine days. It's going to come not this Saturday, but the following Saturday out in San Jose. So uh, this will be the first of two meetings within the next week and a half. But in the first meeting between the Hawks and Sharks, you got to go all the way back to November 28th, which seems like forever ago. But in that meeting, the Blackhawks got shut out two to nothing by the San Jose Sharks, thanks to a 29 save performance from James Reimer, uh, who was actually injured recently for San Jose, I believe, in a game uh, over the weekend against Calgary, if I'm correct. But if I had to guess, I don't think Reimer is going to be back in there tonight. Like the Blackhawks for San Jose, they're not in a playoff spot, so there's no real reason to rush him back. So if I had to imagine, I'm going to guess that former Minnesota Wild goaltender Capo Kakinen is going to be uh, back in that for the Sharks here tonight. And the Blackhawks have faced him a couple times already this season when he was still part of uh, Minnesota. As for the Blackhawks, though, it looks like Kevin Lankinen is going to be back in net for the Hawks tonight, uh, looking to pick up just his fifth victory of the season, and it would also only be his third since the beginning of December. Lankinen has just two wins in 15 starts since December 1st, and it's been a topic of conversation a lot here on the podcast recently, but Lankinen uh, is fighting not only to prove to the Blackhawks that he's worthy of another contract offer in the offseason, uh, but also to the rest of the NHL that he's able to play at the highest level. And based on what we've seen recently, I mean, he's posted some ugly numbers this year, to say the least. He's got uh, a goals against average that's starting to get up there near four. His save percentage is in the 880s. And he just hasn't been able to get on a roll at all this year. He hasn't been able to find any sort of consistency through his second year in the NHL at this point. Uh, and time is definitely ticking for Lankin to leave a positive impression on the Blackhawks front office before becoming a UFA this summer. So this is going to be a big start for him. Hopefully he'll be able to rebound and have a better outing than we've seen from him as of late. Uh, as for the rest of the Blackhawks lineup, it looks like they're going to be rolling with the same forward group as they have for the last two games now, meaning 
Henrik Borgstrom, Tyler Johnson, and Dominic Kubalik are going to be the healthy scratches. Uh, by the way, the top line of Alex Brinkett, Dylan Strom, and Patrick Kane appear to be getting reunited tonight after being kind of split up for these last few games. Hasn't really worked all that well for the Blackhawks offense as a whole. Uh, so I like to see the, the big guns being loaded back up uh, on that first line. And Philip Kurashev's just going to be slotting a position down on the second line with Jonathan Taves and Taylor Radish. Both those wingers, Kurashev and Radish, I've thought have been really solid here recently. So I like to see them, even though Kurashev got demoted from the first line, he's still going to be playing a top six role and uh, surely will be getting uh, some decent ice time tonight against San Jose. As for the defense, uh, the Blackhawks just finished up their morning skate. Derek King just talked to the media uh, and the Blackhawks currently have eight defensemen on their active roster with Alec Regula getting recalled on Tuesday morning. Calvin DeHaan sat out that game on Tuesday night against LA due to some soreness. King said he had been blocking a lot of shots recently, so it really wasn't his play that cost him from playing in that game. Uh, it was more so that he had just been kind of a little bit banged up. But DeHaan is going to be re-entering the Blackhawks lineup tonight. Caleb Jones is going to be coming out. And that's really all Derek King had to say about the defense. So it sure sounds like Eric Gustafson is going to be healthy scratch once again here, which I know is going to make a lot of people out there happy. And it also sounds like both Alex Vlasic and Alec Regula will be in the lineup once again as well. And I like giving the kids these opportunities. That's what these final, you know, handful of games are for. We know what guys like Seth Jones are capable of. And uh, obviously, I know the top line of Debrinkit, Stroman, Kane, you can make an argument that, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of reason to put them back together. And you'd rather see kids get an opportunity. But at the same time, they are still giving. Kurashev and Radish a big role. And then the third line is going to be Lucas Reichel, Sam Lafferty, and Kirby Dock. And I've thought they've performed well in these past couple of games together as well. So I like to see that, you know, Derek King is still emphasizing, uh, putting an emphasis on giving young players an opportunity here down the stretch of the season. Hopefully Vlasic will be able to uh, have a, a little bit of a better game. Same with Alec Regula. He took two penalties in that last one. He was also kind of uh, caught in no man's land on the Kings opening goal of the game. So hopefully they'll be able to rebound here tonight and help the Blackhawks put an end to this disastrous losing streak when they take on the Sharks at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. All right, there is a quick preview of the Blackhawks matchup with the San Jose Sharks tonight. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to share a couple of words on Pat Foley calling his final game in the Blackhawks broadcast booth. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us. And Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired manager is going to land and who the first fired manager is going to be this season. Whatever you want to bet on, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball, from the NHL, and NBA playoffs, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here 
on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into segment two now today, I also had to be sure to talk for uh, a few minutes about Pat Foley, the Hall of Fame broadcaster, calling his final game tonight up in the broadcast booth alongside close friend Eddie Olchek. Man, what a tough day it is, Blackhawks fans. And honestly, I kind of feel like I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place right now because I actually have tickets to tonight's game against San Jose. I will be in attendance at the United Center. And I know that the Hawks are going to be honoring Pat throughout the night. Uh, I'm sure they're probably going to put together a cool pregame ceremony of some of his best calls and some of his best moments up on the Jumbotron. Uh, and maybe even Pat will be handing out beers in the uh, in the UCH for umpire to puck drop again. He did that uh, a couple of games ago. I was actually at that game as well, but I didn't get there early enough to get a beer from the great Pat Foley. I, I mean, just to have, to have Pat Foley hand you a beer from behind the bar, I mean, that's like a, a bucket list type moment right there. Uh, and shout out to the guys real quick at ONTAP Sportsnet, Ron and Johnny, uh, who are both actually in the video that the Blackhawks posted on social media yesterday where they showed Pat Foley bartending and handing out beers to some of the great Blackhawks fans that got there early enough. Uh, I'm sure that was a really cool moment for them. And seeing themselves in the video, I'm sure, uh, put a huge smile on their faces. Um, but man, I- I'm really hoping that Pat's going to be able to do that again. I was kicking myself that I wasn't able to get to the UC early enough for that. I, I had other tie-ups at work, unfortunately. What can you do? But the reason I'm in between a rock and a hard place for tonight's game is because, you know, while I do have tickets to this game tonight against San Jose, I- I'm kind of sad that I'm going to be missing Pat and Eddie's final call together on TV. Like, it's sad that I've already, you know, I'm going to be DVRing it, so I'll be able to hear it, you know, forever, and I'll probably keep it forever, honestly. But, like, to think that I personally have already heard my last call of Pat and Eddie on TV, it's a sad thought. Um, And, you know, I'm sad that I'm like, I want to go to the game because I think there's going to be awesome ceremonies and celebrations and everything. But this is like, I know Pat's going to not be holding back at all. So like, it's tough that um, I'm not going to be watching this one on TV, but I can't complain. I'm going to be having uh, some good seats at the UC here tonight. But it's just crazy and sad to think that, you know, this is uh, going to be the end of that incredible duo up in the Blackhawks broadcast booth. And first off to Pat, uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for making me a huge hockey fan, making me fall in love with the game of hockey at such a young age and also fall in love with the Chicago Blackhawks because uh, growing up, you know, going through middle school and high school, there was nothing like getting together with my buddies and hanging out and listening to Pat and Eddie do a wonderful job calling Blackhawks games. Like those are always going to be memories that I, cherish and bring with me through the rest of my life like that's how I fell in love with the game was you know I I just started getting into the Blackhawks during Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze's rookie season Uh, that's when I was like seven or eight or something like that obviously the Blackhawks absolutely stunk before that my dad was always a big fan of hockey but with the team being so bad uh, we really never had that much interest in the game until the Blackhawks drafted those kids Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane of course. Um, and growing up, I mean, I got lucky that I got to grow up through 
you know, basically the golden era of Chicago Blackhawks hockey. And um, I have so many memories with my friends watching incredible games, um, watching the first Stanley Cup, watching them lose in 2009 to Detroit in the Western Conference Final. I remember shedding a tear when that happened. Uh, I remember going to the parade for the first time in 2010. Um, I remember the Blackhawks' incredible streak to open up the lockout shortened 2013 season. Me and my buddies, that's really when we first started getting together and watching like every game as a group. Um, watching them win the cup that year was just amazing. 17 seconds in Boston. Um, winning the cup in 2015 when me, me and my friends, we all just kept saying, you know, even when they were down to Anaheim, in the conference final, like this team's simply too good to lose. Like there's, they still got it. We're, we're still going to take them in seven over anybody. And that fandom wouldn't have been created if it, if it wasn't for Pat Foley being the voice behind it all, because each and every time we tuned into Blackhawks games, I, I, I loved hearing what Pat and Eddie had to say, sharing their, you know, honest opinions on things, telling some hilarious stories. Uh, and most importantly, just, being the voice behind the team. There are always going to be so many moments that I have embedded in my brain forever that is going to have Pat Foley's voice along with them, you know, hearing Hawks win, Hawks win after every victory throughout the years. I mean, that's the reason why since I've been running my Blackhawks Twitter page talking hockey, every game they win, the first thing I tweet out is Hawks win because that's the first thing Pat Foley would say after the Blackhawks recorded a W. Um, so Pat, I know I speak on behalf of thousands and honestly probably millions of Blackhawks fans around the world when I say thank you, good sir. Thank you for your effort, your knowledge, your hard work, and really your ability to call the game like no one else could. No one else could do the job that you do in the entire world. It's been a crazy ride throughout the years, and I'm sure um, it's gone even better than Pat himself could have ever imagined. So one final time, thank you, Pat. Thank you for everything you've done for the city of Chicago. And there's no doubt that you will go down as one of the best to ever do it in Chicago sports history and in the game of hockey across the league. All right. There are some thoughts on Pat Foley's one final ride up in the Blackhawks broadcast booth tonight against San Jose coming up in just a minute. I will talk about forward Reese Johnson inking a two-year contract extension yesterday. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three now before I wrap things up for the day. I also had to be sure to talk for a quick moment about forward Reese Johnson inking a two-year contract extension with the Blackhawks through the 2023-2024 season with an $800,000 AAV. Um, I know a lot of you listeners out there aren't exactly Reese Johnson fans. I've been seeing, you know, in my comments throughout the course of the season about um, how worthless a lot of people think this guy is. And I will agree that, you know, during the beginning of the season, Johnson was providing this team a whole lot of nothing. And I really was kind of left there scratching my head, wondering how he was, you know, finding himself in the lineup regularly and uh, getting consistent ice time. But I will say that ever since he returned from that broken collarbone of a few weeks back, um, I, I've thought that fourth line of he, Boris Kachuk, and, and Mackenzie Anwistle have been really solid for the most part. Like they've been spending, especially in these last 
three or four games, I'd say. They've been spending most of their ice time cycling the puck in the offensive zone. And against Dallas on Sunday, we saw Boris Kachuk net his first goal as a member of the Blackhawks. Reese Johnson also picked up an assist on that goal. Uh, But I've definitely liked what I've seen from that trio here as of late. The only problem is, you know, the rest of the lineup hasn't really been doing their job. So the fourth line playing well doesn't really stick out all that much or uh, doesn't hold as much weight when the rest of the offense has kind of been stymied. It's, it's almost like having a good fourth line really only matters if you're a contender, because if the rest of your team isn't good enough, the fourth line's not going to be able to carry you, right? Like there aren't, you don't see nights very often where the fourth line chips in for two or three goals. That just doesn't happen very frequently. So, you know, when they chip in for one and the rest of the team can't do anything else, it's like, it doesn't really hold that much weight. But I will say I've definitely been uh, pleasantly surprised what I've seen out of that trio here so far. And now, interestingly enough, the Blackhawks have all three of those players, Johnson, Kachuk, and Entwistle. All three are under contract through the end of the 2023-2024 season, and they combine to make just over $2 million. And with the Blackhawks being in this rebuilding process for the long haul, you know, we're thinking three to five years down the road, maybe even longer. Um, But with that being the case, I, I wouldn't mind seeing these three get thrown out as the fourth line once again to open up next season and see what they got. And for recent particular too, this is, um, you know, there are certainly question marks about his future and whether or not he's, you know, even going to be an NHLer in the future. But for him to sign for, you know, just $800,000 over the next two years, there just really isn't a whole lot of risk involved there. Because as I said, the Blackhawks probably aren't going to be all that competitive in these next couple of seasons. and uh, they're not going to be up against the salary cap anytime soon. So it's not like that 800000 is going to be um, putting them up against the cap limit or anything. That That's not really going to matter. So even if Reese doesn't end up panning out, um, I think that it's worth giving him another shot. It's worth giving him another look. And he, like I said, even if he doesn't work out, then, oh no, you got to send him back down to Rockford. And I don't know if he's going to have to go through waivers or not. I I didn't see if this was a a one-way or a two-way deal, but even if he has to go through waivers, like I doubt other teams are going to be garnering, are going to be having that much interest in Reese Johnson. And even if he does get claimed, like that's not going to be the end of the world. So you can kind of think whatever you want of Reese. I know everyone's going to have their different opinions on him. And listen, I'm still not completely on board and I'm not sold on him whatsoever. But I think you have to understand that uh, there really isn't a risk here for the Blackhawks with this deal, right? And they're not like, they don't care about winning next year. They really don't. In fact, I think they should be more focused on losing and trying to land a future face of the franchise in Connor Bedard. So, um, think what you want about Reese, as I said, but at least I just want to paint a picture for all you Blackhawks fans out there that there really isn't any risk involved with this deal. If it doesn't work out, send him down to Rockford. If he gets clear, if he has to clear waivers, oh no, we might potentially lose Reese Johnson to another NHL team. And like I said, I highly doubt um, he's going to be generating much in- interest from another club. And if he puts together, you know, a good season next year, then we have him locked up for cheap 
as our fourth line center going forward. So uh, I really don't mind Johnson signing this two-year extension with the Blackhawks yesterday through the 2023-2024 season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, April 14th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast as well as hosts. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone are going to help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks. Get off this dreadful losing skid, and please go and pick up a win for the great Pat Foley. And thank you again for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day.